Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm Jennifer Love. And I'm C.J. Hunt. On Monday, December 8th, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee considered Supervisor Mira Karimi's ordinance establishing a music and culture sustainability policy for city government. After it was amended, the item was forwarded to the full board. I think this upgrades the conversation so that even when there are some very legitimate tensions that exist uh, between residences and the businesses and nightclub industry that occurs, instead of that being relegated into kind of an ad hoc or even just kind of a one-on-one -on -one way, having more light shed on the very reality that everyone's trying to reconcile so that there's a better quality of life, vibrant businesses, and respect for all. That is why I think that having this formalized into a policy that intersects both with the planning, land use, decision making, and business uh, is a first time that helps equalize a discussion that has never happened before. The committee also examined Supervisor Alioto Peer's Union Street Neighborhood Commercial District Ordinance that would allow a limited number of new full-service restaurants. After it was amended, the item was forwarded to the full board. Why didn't you invite neighborhood groups to participate in planning these zoning changes? It's true that some of us had a meeting with your aide in January 2007 at, at which she solicited our opinions about more restaurants in the Union Street NCD. But that doesn't count as participating in the process, not when our next contact with the process comes nearly a year later in the form of a letter announcing a planning commission hearing. I feel that the bad economy makes this whole issue moot for the moment and provides an opportunity for us to go back to square one and do it right and include all the so-called stakeholders this time around. Everybody saw yesterday's Chronicle and knows what's happening in the restaurant business, so there's no urgent need for new restaurants. What there is an urgent need for in a predominantly residential neighborhood is to go back and have everybody reach consensus. That has not been the case. Also on Monday, the committee considered a resolution from Supervisor Alioto Peer that would establish the Board of Supervisors' support for plans to maintain the Francisco Reservoir as open space and urge the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission to preserve the property for public recreation and open space. The item was forwarded to the full board with recommendation. There's so much new design and development in South of Market and other um, areas of San Francisco that have been zoned for development. Aquatic Park is a unique, historic, uh, residential district, and we're really trying to bring that to the forefront to the city. It's been an ignored uh, corner of the city, and there's plenty of opportunity for development outside of it. This is a unique opportunity for open space and amenities for the neighborhood. The Land Use and Economic Development Committee also deliberated on an ordinance that would update and clarify the provisions relating to below market rate units under the condominium conversion program. The item was forwarded to the full board with recommendation as a committee report. The item was approved by the full board with a unanimous vote. I know you have good, good intentions with your BMR program, but I'm here to say it is flawed and people are getting seriously hurt. You are robbing Peter to pay Paul. I have not been able to find any proof that you have a right to my property. I have brought you my original papers so that you can see the unrestricted map, deed, and title incorporated in my closing package. I have also made that available to Mo. 
Now you want $150,000 and 3% interest so that I might have a right to my own property. Saying I'm opposed to this legislation. I believe it would result in the loss of some 250 affordable units in San Francisco and would be a gift of public resources to private individuals with no great gain for the, for, for the public. On Tuesday, December 9th, at the full Board of Supervisors meeting, Mayor Newsom made a rare appearance at the board meeting to announce his mid-year budget cuts. The mid-year solutions pale in comparison to next year's budget deficit. We have a proposed, or rather, we have projected a budget deficit that looks to have grown from our estimate of a number of months ago of $250 million to now a pessimistic estimate of $475.6 million, excuse me, 575.6. I want to repeat that, not just because I misspoke, but because it bears repetition. The pessimistic projected budget deficit for next year in the city and county of San Francisco is rounded up $576 million. This is a magnitude to which I think only could be described as a crisis. And that word crisis is thrown out so often that it begs consideration when it's stated so it's not to be overstated. In this case, I don't think it's overstating to call our budget situation in San Francisco a crisis, certainly the most daunting crisis since I've been in elected office. I think this is arguably the most daunting crisis uh, since uh, the Great Depression. Uh, and that is why I'm here, to ask you for your support and help and counsel, for your advice, for your hand in helping solve this problem. We are only four months in to a fiscal year. We have the time we have the capacity, we have the ingenuity, we have the spirit to solve this problem. I am absolutely confident, uh, and make no mistake, absolutely confident that we will work through this. But it's going to require all of us working together. And so it's in that spirit that I'm here. He even took questions from members of the board. Uh, let me first acknowledge uh, the important symbolism uh, of you being here and, uh, and uh, hope uh, that this is a different tone uh, for uh, the new year in terms of uh, collaboration between uh, the mayor's office uh, and uh, our uh, branch of government here at the Board of Supervisors. Uh, I agree with you that uh, in uh, the scale of uh, crisis uh, that we uh, need to address over uh, the next six months that uh, we need to be uh, true partners uh, in collaboration. Uh, and with that said, let me ask the President's question uh, in another way, uh, specifically in terms of uh, the difficult cut package which you have prefaced uh, with your address here. Uh, I would like to see that package arrive to the Board of Supervisors uh, in legislative form. I'm of a bit of a different mind. I don't see this crisis in the lens of progressive versus moderates. Um, I see it in the context of all of us being San Franciscans that care deeply about this city and its future. Uh, I think we all recognize, and uh, the reason I'm thankful uh, for your question is I think you recognize the enormity of the challenge and the need to move swiftly and deliberatively to address it. I, I assume the answer to my question is that we will not be seeing a supplemental deappropriation, for lack of a, a better word, in, uh, in terms of the budget fix in, in the coming weeks from your office. I, uh, Am I, I correct? In I think I, I answered your question. Okay. Well, sometimes uh, I like 
simple answers. I have a simple mind, and simple answers are helpful for me uh, in terms of if I ask a yes or no question or will it be this, I'd like to hear if it will or won't after I ask. Also on Tuesday, the full board of supervisors considered a prohibition on smoking in taxi cabs and other motor vehicles for hire and a ban on distributing free tobacco products and accessories in public places. The new smoking prohibition was approved unanimously. The board also unanimously voted to require that massage practitioners obtain a certificate of graduation or a certificate of completion, verifying at least 100 hours of massage instruction. And there was another unanimous vote on Tuesday for Supervisor Daly's resolution requiring conditional use authorization for a change in use or reduction in size of any recreational space of 15,000 square feet or more. An ordinance to include the installation of platform lifts under the minimum disability access standards for medical cannabis dispensaries, also known as pot clubs, also passed unanimously. Continuing with their collegial mood, the board also gave unanimous approval to the mayor's appointment of Juliet Ellis to the Public Utilities Commission. Ms. Ellis is the executive director of Urban Habitat, a nonprofit group that strives to build bridges between environmentalists, social justice advocates, government leaders, and the business community. Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance requiring conditional use authorization for any elimination of existing dwelling units through mergers, conversions, or demolitions of residential units was approved with a 7-4 vote with Supervisors Aliotto Peer, Chu, Dufty, and Ellsburn opposing the ordinance. Finally, on Tuesday, Supervisor Peskin's resolution making opposition to the construction of a large hotel and museum facility in the Presidio official city policy was referred to committee. Now, a look at the mayor's activities this week. On Tuesday, December 9th, Mayor Newsom announced a proposed list of revenue increases and spending reductions, totaling $118.29 million. The mayor's budget balancing proposal comes in response to recent news that city revenues will be down 90 to 125 million as a result of the ailing economy. San Francisco is required by law to keep its budget balanced. The projected deficit is the worst the city has faced in decades. The mayor's budget balancing plan includes $47 million in revenues and $71 million in spending reductions. $56 million, or 47.4% of solutions, come from the general administration and finance service area. Reductions to administration and finance include dozens of cuts, such as freezing capital projects, reducing materials and supplies spending, savings on debt interest, savings in computer purchases, and reductions to information technology projects. The mayor made 399 layoffs and eliminated 313 vacant positions, resulting in a total reduction to the city workforce of 712 positions. Mayor Newsom also proposes to delay the hiring of two academy classes at the police department and one in the sheriff's department to reduce costs. However, the police department will still be able to meet its charter requirement to have 1,971 officers on the street. The police department will also freeze 77 civilian hires, saving $3.3 million. The mayor's budget proposal also includes a number of efficiency proposals, some of which are within his own administration. On Thursday, December 11th, 
Mayor Newsom announced that San Francisco's one-stop 311 customer service center is now available online at www.sfgov.org slash 311. On the news site, customers can obtain information, report problems, and submit and track service requests to the city and county of San Francisco. The 311 Customer Service Center, which launched in March 2007, has received over 5 million calls and serves callers in more than 176 languages. The online portal now allows online users to have similar access. Here's what's coming up next week with the Board of Supervisors. On Friday, December 12th, the Government Audits and Oversight Committee will meet to discuss Board President Peskin's plans for budget cuts and layoffs related to this year's budget deficit. The item is likely to be sent as a committee report to the full board's meeting on December 16th. On Monday, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee will hear Supervisor Peskin's resolution establishing city policy supporting smart grid technology and protocols for city electric systems and urging the Public Utilities Commission to prepare a study to identify the most effective and economic means to implement smart grid technology. The item is likely to be sent as a committee report to the full board's meeting on December 16th. The committee will also consider Supervisor Peskin's ordinance requiring tow truck operator firms to display brochures that explain your rights when your car is towed from private property. Again, the item is likely to be sent as a committee report to the full board's meeting on December 16th. Also on Monday, the committee will consider Supervisor Chu Maxwell Aliotto Pierce's ordinance to provide protections for tenants who are victims of domestic violence or stalking, including protection from evictions based on the actions of abusers or stalkers, rental agreement termination rights where personal safety is at substantial risk, and confidentiality protections. On Tuesday, December 16th, the full board will vote on whether to override the mayor's veto of the ordinance prohibiting any new general advertising signs on street furniture and to prohibit new general advertising signs visible to the public on the exterior of city-owned buildings. An ordinance prohibiting advertisements for alcoholic beverages on city property will also be considered next week. On Tuesday, the board will revisit an ordinance de-appropriating almost a million dollars of funding for the Community Justice Center in fiscal year 2008-2009. A Supervisor Alioto Pier Ordinance amending the Union Street Neighborhood Commercial District to provide for a limited number of new full-service restaurant uses will also be examined on Tuesday. The Board will also deliberate on an ordinance that would establish a music and culture sustainability policy for the city and urge the Planning Commission to consider amending the general plan to implement that policy. Also on the agenda is Supervisor Alioto Pier's resolution declaring the policy of the Board of Supervisors to maintain the Francisco Reservoir as an open space and urging the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission to preserve the property for public recreation and open space. And the Board will hold a hearing on a proposed Tourism Improvement District. That's all we have for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to sfgov.org bos. Next up is Bill Dillon with this week's calendar of events. Hi, this is Bill Dillon with the SFGTV Community Calendar. On Thursday, December 18th, the Mission Dolores Choir will hold a noontime concert in the City Hall Rotunda. City Hall is located at 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place. 
On the 20th at the Main Library, 100 Larkin Street, there'll be a talk called Nobel Prize in Literature, a talk in Mandarin by Professor Frederick Shaw. Professor Frederick Shaw of Tsinghua University in Taiwan will give an introduction to the 2008 Nobel Prize laureate, as well as to the Nobel Prize in general. He will discuss the selection of criteria and its controversy, domination and discrimination, why some of the famous and influential writers such as Leo Tolstoy could not achieve the prize, behind-the-scenes stories such as the one depicted in Paul Newman's movie Prize, why some winners such as Dr. Zhivago author Pasternak refused the prize, and why American writers have been awarded the prize so many times since Sinclair Lewis first obtained it in 1930. He will also comment on the likelihood of Chinese writers winning the prize. The talk is in Mandarin and is from 2 to 4 p.m. On Saturday the 20th, here comes the clown. Boswick the Clown performs for children of all ages. It's at 11 a.m. at the West Portal branch of the San Francisco Public Library, 190 Lenox Way. Then on Monday the 22nd, it's the Gems Flute Choir in the City Hall Rotunda for a noontime concert. City Hall is at 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodman Place. Thursday, December 25th is Christmas Day, a city, state, and federal holiday. All government offices will be closed. Parking meters will be enforced on port property as always. No other parking rules will be enforced. Also on December 25th, join in the fun at the Contemporary Jewish Museum's annual Free Target Family Day on Christmas where visitors will enjoy admission-free access to unique and educational exhibitions, lively music performances, family-friendly hands-on activities, storytelling, and more. As the only museum open on Christmas, the museum provides an alternative for children and their families to come together and experience art, culture, and ideas. Visitors will learn about traditions of candles, lamps, oil, and lanterns from many cultures and create their own holiday artwork. There will also be singing and dancing with Jonathan Bayer and captivating storytelling by Michael Katz. You can get more information at the CJM.org. And that's this week's SFGTV Community Calendar. Happy Holidays from SFGTV. Thanks, Bill. That's all for this week's show. For SFGTV, I'm Jennifer Love. And I'm CJ Hunt. Tune in every week for the latest on your local government.